Viktor Frankl said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Stay tuned for the next hour as Sue explores the human psyche, what makes us tick and how to live better, more fulfilled and more meaningful lives. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson and my guest today is Sandra Gordon. Our topic today is eternal love. And I hope I only met Sandra really today. Let me just tell you a little bit about her. Hi, Sandra. I'm just going to introduce you. Sandra was originally from Holland and she met her South African husband in Israel and converted to Judaism and they settled in his hometown of Johannesburg. They lost their little son of nine months to cot debt, which ultimately led to a book that she wrote in 2015. It was first published. And then again, she unfortunately lost her husband and there's another, uh, she's written another chapter to him. So Sandra comes with unbelievable feeling of love and connection. And Rumi said, your body is away from me. But there is a window open from my heart to yours. And Sandra, I couldn't help feeling when I read your book, which is called um, Spiritual and Physical. Um, um, oh, I've got an absolute blank. Spiritual and Physical weather. weather. And we are spiritual beings going through a physical experience. And I couldn't help thinking when I read that, that in today's world where there is a lot of darkness at the moment, your life, your whole story, because it's your own experience, you bring in a lot of light and a lot of love into it. You're also an artist. So you're an author, you're an artist, you're a mother, you are um, an incredible woman, you're a motivational speaker as well, and have reached out to so many people. How would you like to introduce yourself? Well, I'm Sandra Gordon from Holland, and um, I realized in this life that you have to look beyond wrong and right. But first, I want to thank you for giving me a voice and for Hashem giving all of us a voice. Because when it is within you, when it speaks to you, you answer. I want people to understand you're your own shepherd, you're your own Moses. Don't do what others want you to do. The moment when there's force, that's when the problem starts. You lead your own life. You're your own Moses, your own shepherd. You're not a sheep. So when it sits right with you, it talks to you, you go with that feeling. Did you always have that notion that you needed to follow a a higher power, somebody telling you something that you should be doing? Well, in this life, um, because I believe 100% in reincarnation, absolute facts, um, in this life, I was bullied as a child. Um, I was very angry with God. Actually, I denied God. I said, there is no God. Don't talk to me about God. The thing is, every single human being in this life, at this moment, believes in God, believes, has the spark of Hashem, the ultimate good within them. So you're talking about a higher power. The highest power of Ahava, love Hashem. Mm -hmm. Now that spark of Hashem is in every single human being right now at this moment in this time in this on this earth. 
And what is very interesting is that actually the bullying part, I found it really hard being bullied at school and everything. And I was as small as an ant. I felt as small as an ant. But you need to understand, bullies are, have their reason, have their place as well. Everything is about balance, positive and negative. Hashem wants the balance. Hashem wants balance. Discussions, that's when a deal is made. So bullies have a place as well. The thing is, it makes you stronger in what you need to achieve in life. A and bully how did you feels, overcome the bullying, your, you yourself? With the help of Hashem, with connecting to good, seeing good in everything, look beyond wrong and right. When I lost my son, I didn't lose him. He crossed over. Exodus, the X is very important in life because the X is perfect balance. And it shows you as well about reincarnation, time after time, you come back to improve on yourself, to connect to that spark of Hashem that every single human being has within them. And, you know, your son, um, your, your son Gabriel, was nine months old when he he passed over, as you said, of Bacot death. Yes, he crossed Before over then, into energy. Was he your greatest teacher at that time? Before then, did you have this knowledge of a, a reincarnation, a life beyond the life we're leading? What actually brought you to this this feeling, this knowledge? As a child, I actually watched a program of a, um, a woman that was being hypnotized. And as she was being hypnotized, she started talking French and explaining about a whole life. And she couldn't even speak a word of French in this life. And they actually checked out what she was saying, the address, where she lived, some kind of ornament in the garden. And it was all there. So, and she couldn't speak a word of French in this life. So that was quite amazing. So it started all with that. You know, you get all these pieces of the puzzle that fit within you, you know, that is you. And when you start exploring, then it's quite amazing how everything of Hashem, that beauty is, is entwined in everything in this life. Hashem created everything and everything is Hashem, but everyone is not Hashem because of the freedom of choice. The freedom of choice is a physical, the godly, beautiful energies, God, good, but excellent is Hashem, the ultimate. And we all can tap into that beautiful, beautiful energy if we swim towards the light, not into darkness, but into light. So I wasn't like, why is God doing this to me? You know, I'm a good person. Why should he do this to me? Uh, you know, why not you? You know, it happens. Why not to me? That was my response. I was numb, you know, when it happened. It was really, really hard. I'm in a physical body, you know. It's very painful. And, you know, um, but the thing is they crossed over into energy. And they they taught me that. My son, Gabriel Perez Gordon, a breakthrough of an angel, taught me that. He told me to write on the grave the sun in our lives, S-U-N. I was listening to that gut feeling, and I worked with that. Our loved ones want to work together. The energy with the physical, positive, negative. And, you know, I, I read a, a, a little saying somewhere. It said, my mouth says I'm okay. My fingers text I'm fine. My heart says I'm broken. Now, do you agree that you have to allow your heart to break before you can move through to the light? Yes. Everything happens 
at its moment in the right time, the right place. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to understand Hashem's ways. We There is place for that, definitely. That's why the book Spiritual and Physical Weather, you know, you feel what you feel, and that is real. Mm, so go with that feeling. And when you're ready to unopen, like, it's an amazing concept. If you look at the bullying part, you see the English has hidden treasure as well. If you look at bully and you look at the, the, the last few letters, don't look how it's spelled, but how it sounds. Lie. Bullies lie. Mm, mm. You are beautiful. You are wonderful because you have that spark of Hashem within you. And a bully, that energy resonates as a balance. But when it becomes a force, people even kill themselves when they're being bullied. Absolutely. They really then what happens, what Hashem's telling me is in the next life, you will be the beggar. Beggar, mm-hmm. look in the Dutch way, I'm from Holland. The last few letters is ger. Now in Dutch, the Afrikaans people can resonate with that. Is ger. Now ger in English is cooked. Cooked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> cooked. It all balances out. Any force... No good. You need to feel, be your own shepherd. If it's towards the light, let it be. Let it be. And people don't decide for other people. Please let everybody find that light. The beautiful light. If it's not evil, then let them follow. Because if you force too much, they will go down. We need to look up to that amazing, beautiful Hashem, ultimate good, excellent Exodus. One of the things that I keep saying many, many, many years is that you cannot heal what you don't feel. So it's very important to give yourself permission to feel the feelings. Give yourself permission. That's a big word. To give yourself permission that you can go through the feelings that you don't have to get stuck in it and and to give yourself permission to be able to go through the stages of grief to come to the ultimate the ultimate which is the forgiveness that somehow everything happened in some ways for your greater good this is finding human with sue jackson only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, I'm back with Sandra Gordon. And if you'd like to contact us, you can on 34519 or you can telegram us on 061-895-1019. Our topic is eternal love. And Sandra has gone through tremendous loss in her own life and has come out looking for the light, reaching towards the the light. Now, Sandra, Edith Eager said, you've got to feel the pain first. You've got to feel the darkness in order to move forward and to forgive, to forgive yourself, to forgive others. How do you feel about what she had to say? Yes, um, like with uh, Joseph, uh, when he was in prison, he planted a tree, danced around the tree. He found positiveness in the negative environment and smiled up and he didn't look down at the ground. And that's why he made the best of the situation. He uh, thought he saw everything as the greater good. And, and uh, we are here to understand, you know, uh, to go through pain 
um, like, you know, in the beginning it was like losing my child. It is not losing my child. Actually, it's gaining my child. My child left into energy so I could see. You see, what is very amazing, the concept as well, is that when you look at Adam and Eve, um, that is the beginning, energy, pure, beautiful, coming from Hashem, in this beautiful garden, enjoying nature, beautiful. Now, Eve was evening, right? Um, rise with evening, and Eve, white, light, bright, height, kite, you understand? It's all spiritual energy, beautiful energy. And Adam is from the earth, and it's brown, the earth is brown, and um, it, it rhymes with, with bag and blag and frag, and it's, it's a masculine energy. Eve, feminine, white energy. And so what happened in the beginning, actually, that Eve stayed behind. So the spiritual went with Adam, and Adam was on the ground, you know, that's where the caveman comes from. That's where that is all connected, the spiritual with the physical. Balance, the moment it becomes a force, like black uh, flag, a bag, pack. Now, in, in Holland, there's a concept, the 5th of December, uh, Sinterklaas. You can Google all that, and you can just experience it and figure it out for yourself. But it is positive and negative. It's a balance that we are creating in our life. So when I lost, when I put uh, between commas, I haven't lost, I found, I gained, I gained. Because when you're out of your body, you're physically, spiritually more alive than when you're in the body. Now Hashem wants the two to work together to find that beautiful balance. So they talk to you by looking at, you know, you, things just talk to you like signs everywhere, feathers, our loved ones leave feathers, they leave a, a, a bird in, in, the, in the, you know, like you've read in my book, you know, when I, I, in the, before we went to the funeral, I was, please, please, God, please, Hashem, sent me a sign that he's not under the ground, that he is around. And when we came back from the funeral, there was actually a bird uh, flying around the lamp. And that was your sign. That was a connection. There is a connection. And explore that connection. When it talks to you, answer it. We are here to search. We are to find our own, figure out our own riddle. To complete. To complete. Now, Ahava. When you look at the few, last few letters of Ahava, is off, which in Dutch is complete. So figure out your own riddle. And don't let other people try to figure out your riddle, because they won't. You know what is talking to you. You have that gut feeling, and you follow that to the light, not into darkness. And I do believe that it's very much what, what Edith Eager says. You have to feel that pain. You did when Gabriel, when you just could not even believe that he was not even alive anymore you struggled so hard to bring him back to life before actually realizing that you couldn't so there is that struggle within us that struggle to 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 hold on to what is before we actually allow it to to go well, sorry can i interrupt you higher light. Mm -hmm. um you see the thing is when when my son crossed over into energy as the exodus crossing over from egypt's darkness into light the desert you know the following blindly your faith your your voice your you know your inner good uh your higher self 
Um, so what happens, my son came through to me in a dream and he, there was the brown eyes and he came closer and closer and he kissed me on my mouth. And I woke up and I was, my God, and I wanted to wake up my husband, Bernard, and say, Gabrielle came to visit. This is amazing. You know, this is when this is all kind of, he left into energy to make me see. You know, the spiritual, the the eve, the evening, it's all connected. You know, we are more spiritual. Uh, a woman doesn't have to go into the synagogue to pray. The, the man does, you know, Adam, the ground, masculine. You know, it's a masculine. It's all, and it is about, it's a wonderful energy, balanced. Like in a marriage, you know, when, when you come to an agreement together, you have your quarrels. That is normal. That's fine. That is how you grow. You can't be both the same, you know, like, oh, he doesn't like bungee jumping or he's like this. Well, let me, let me get divorced, find somebody else. You will find that same energy because you need that to grow. You have so to Judaism believes, Judaism believes very strongly in reincarnation, and we certainly hear about it in the Kabbalah now. And um, you, uh, one of the things is that we are here to grow, to, to find our weaknesses, to actually work beyond them. Um, but a lot of people don't believe that. And I should imagine that quite a few people listening in today is have have lost people in this COVID time. And they are dealing with that darkness still, the darkness that is all around them. And sometimes when you hear too much, people sort of saying, reach the light, go to the light, go to the light, people can get very angry. So you've got to actually almost gently suggest that there is something beyond the pain. How do you do that? If you go into someone's home and you have worked with other people who have lost children, how do you actually, without imposing your own ideas onto them, how do you help them to realize that there is something beyond this pain? Well, because of what I've experienced myself, I can just tell you because of my own experience of what is going on, and it all fits pieces of the puzzle. Um, when my husband told me to go to someone who lost his wife, um, in my concept of the uh, not losing a wife, actually finding a wife in the spiritual, the eve, the light, the bright, kite, height, you know, white light. And when you write R-I-G-H-T, you write it down. W-R-I-T-E. That's why the books are so important. They come, they find you, you know, and that's how you grow and connect. Because when it's right, it's right. Write it down. Understand. Mm. Read between the lines. I mean, it's a beautiful concept, actually, as well. When you look at slavery and you look at the last sound, it's Erev. And in Hebrew, that is night, dark. Slavery is dark. You understand? So... It's wonderful sitting in a shiva and, and learning Torah. It's wonderful. But there is that world language, English, that is for a reason why people are actually connecting to that. It's quite amazing. If I look at my sister's daughters, they teach their children English. They speak English at home in Holland. I don't know why. I didn't understand why, you know. Why are they actually learning English? They live in Holland, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are treasures hidden everywhere. Erev dark slavery you see it's a yin yang situation you need to balance and you need to be open to connect find your wings and fly while you are alive not when you're dead 
because then it's a life wasted and you come back again. And you talk about shock treatments in in your book. And um, you you say how these shock treatments often redirect our pathways. Um, Yes, they do, yes. So tell me how you have found that. Well, with these kind of shock treatments, like my son crossing over into energy and my husband crossing over into energy, I understood and, and, and realized that they are not gone because they're connecting. Mm. It is very, very powerful. Hashem wants us to connect with our loved ones. An example, which is beautiful, my father was with me for a year. My mom crossed over into energy last year, uh, March. And after the funeral, I mean, there were only eight people at the funeral. Eight people because of the virus. Mm. Just just when the virus started. And my dad, out of the blue, said, I want to come with you to South Africa. So I said, fine, let's do it. And people weren't happy with that decision, but he's asking me. And there was no restriction, you see. People were numb as it is. People are numb right now because of the virus. That's why certain information is seeping through. You see, what happens is when there's fire, when we light our Shabbos candles, we light the woman, they light the Shabbos candles to create light in the home. Another important concept is it cleanses the air. You see, so when the the fire is going on and everything, it cleanses the air. It makes a thinner, the fog, the fog, the mist is actually subsiding. So there will be more connections with your loved ones. You know, on that note, I was once at a concentration camp uh, with my daughter and we were taken into this very dark, uh, almost tunnel. And there were a lot of us in there. And they, we were not allowed any light at all. It was just pure darkness. And I sort of moved toward, with my daughter towards the wall because I wanted to feel something solid next to me. And all of a sudden, someone lit a Yotzat candle, a, a candle for, for the dead. And um, just one little light. And it was in this huge, cavernous, dark, dark area. And that one light just opened up this whole area. You could see the shock on people's faces. And you could see that shock begin to dissolve as the light came into their lives. It was the most, uh, it was something that I'll never forget. Just that one candle, that one little wick lit could actually change hundreds of people's feelings. Yes. Yeah. It is all about that beautiful light coming from Hashem. Mm -hmm. The spark of Hashem within all of us. And when we connect with whatever talks to us, then you will brighten that spark and you will complete your riddle, your own riddle. And do you believe that it's our responsibility to actually light our own spark that and and actually in that light reach out to others? Yes, it is our job to actually spread that light. Mm-hmm. It is our job. I have many people telling me, no, you can't do that. No, you can't say that. I didn't have a voice. I was as small as an ant as a child being bullied. But now I'm as big as an elephant, not in an arrogant way, but <laughs> we need to make a difference to spread the light. Mm-hmm. Hashem is crying out to us to let people be who they, they are, what they feel. Go with that feeling. 
and let these people enjoy being who they are. Don't tell them no, 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 as the King Pharaoh energy. If it feels right for that particular person, and they will fight for their right. That is the right, which is the Eve energy, evening, light, bright, fight. Mm. And, you know, it's so important in today's world that we do that. I had someone as a guest uh, a while ago, and she was saying that when you come up to a, a stop street and a beggar comes up to you, and you don't have to put your window down and give them something, but make eye contact at least. Exactly. Just recognize that you right. are human, and I'm human. And we're I on this world that in the book, yes. <laughs> Acknowledge the existence. Acknowledge the existence. That is that is just so important. Yeah. And you also speak about don't give too much. What do you mean? I mean, I read obviously I read it, but I would like other people to hear. What do you mean by not giving too much away? Because you need to balance that as well. You don't want to become the doormat. You know, you need to give yourself value. You know, if you don't love yourself, you can't give to another person. You need to balance that. You know, the saying, charity starts in the home. Start to recognize who you are with, your children. Watch those movies together. In movies like Disney, the Frozen, it's an incredible concept, but Frozen is actually very much symbolizing the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. There's lots and lots of amazing, amazing movies and things out there. Explore. Don't have restrictions. Spread your wings in your life. While um, you are alive. Uh, I also liked your idea of hopscotch. I remember as a child uh, doing hopscotch so often and loving it. Just, I would like you just to talk about your yes. idea. Um, I actually uh, designed it myself with the help of, of somebody that I used to do work with in my art uh, when, I, when I'm the artist. And um, I actually gave it a name, Game of Life. And it actually teaches you from slavery to find that freedom because you can be a slave of your work. As I said, again, a slave from what people want you to do, but your heart is not in it. Then don't do it. Don't be miserable in this life. So it teaches you from step slavery, number one, Moses, you know, in the basket, having faith, keep on going. Number two, the 10 plagues. It's all, it's also very interesting when you look at the panther, it's a black panther that's actually on the hopscotch game. And like a leopard, you know, um, a leopard won't change its spots until he spots something. Uh, this is not coming from me. This is coming yeah. from the highest, highest source through me. And it's a beautiful concept. I mean, how, you know, a leopard won't change its spots until he spots something, not uh, until somebody else spots something for the leopard. But until he does it himself. We are now going to listen to another very short YouTube by Edith Eager, and it's called Moving from Recovery to Discovery. Auschwitz was a place for discovery and look within, but nothing came from without. Those were the discoveries that I can talk a great deal about, that discovering some things that I never thought was possible the resilience, the perseverance, uh, but most of all, finding hope in hopelessness because everything has a, a spark in it, a gift in it. That's why I call it many times Auschwitz, 
as a classroom of discovery, not recovery. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with my guest, Sandra Gordon. And our topic is eternal love. And we have been talking about how when a loved one, a friend, a, a child, someone you have loved or known passes over, how they go into an energy of their own and that you don't ever lose them. Viktor Frankl said in the camps, when he was in the camps, that that was one thing that was really highlighted to him was that love lives on eternally and whether the person that you have known and loved is actually alive or not, their energy remains. And he felt that energy of his wife who he didn't know had already died, but he felt that she was alive and she was watching him and she was saying, big time watching you and what you are doing. Beautiful. Sandra, tell me, when you lost your husband... I know it's, uh, I'm sure it's a painful uh, subject, but how did you and your children cope? He was, he was ill for quite a while before he passed on. What actually happened? Do you mind telling us? Yeah, no, 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 uh, no problem. Um, my husband started uh, feeling like not himself. He realized something was going on. He went to the doctors and he's, you know, the doctor said, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine, you know. So he came home, then still didn't feel himself, and he went. He actually admitted himself in the hospital himself, and um, tests were done, bone marrow um, uh, injection to check if it was cancer. And uh, yeah, they couldn't find anything. There was a little bit of a, a spot on the lung, um, but they thought nothing of it, and it just kind of got worse and worse and worse. Uh, and it was on the Shabbos actually. Um, that we went to shul and we came back. He had a bath and he was, you know, he was like still in the bathroom when we came back and he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't himself. And, um, yeah, so he landed up uh, in hospital and, um, and they did tests. They still don't know what happened. They don't know. They say it's some kind of virus or whatever. They can't pinpoint to it. Um, he left into the into the spiritual as my late son into the spiritual to make me see my children see they have connections with him there was actually an amazing concept uh, last year november uh what happened my son came in the morning to me and said mom dad is not happy he's screaming at you in my dream something is not on you know you're giving my other son too much freedom he says stop you know like, guide your other son, guide your other son, um, don't give him too much freedom. And he was panicky. And, and um, so I was like, you know, because we listen to the other side, we connect it with the other side, and they guide us. They guide us to the light. To And actually, by connecting with the other side, you can prevent disasters because the other side is the ultimate, you know, connection with Hashem. Um, which we need in our lives to grow and, and, and to, to comfort us and to, to lift, to grow towards the light and do good so that good can spread within the world. So later on that morning, um, this voice was telling me, it's not a voice, it's telepathy. 
You know, I don't hear a voice. Other people do. You know, we all have different experiences. Listen to these people and those voices are connected. So that voice was telling me to give more charity. And I listened to that voice. I went straight into my office and I gave more charity at Aron, Hever Kadisha, Woodrock. And later in the day, uh, I get a phone call from my son. Mom, I've been in an accident. That's my other son that I gave a lot of freedom. Um, I've been in an accident, a car accident, but I'm fine. So um, the car was a write-off. Um, he had his learners and somebody was sitting next to him. And what was he doing? He was actually hand- delivering parcels for Yataron. So there is that connection, and it is, wow, and I just thank Hashem over and over again. You know, we're not living in arrogance. We're living with a guidance from Hashem. And, you know, and what I'm saying as well, if that person likes a man, likes another man, that is fine. If they feel 100% love and light with that, they have to explore that avenue because with reincarnation, you can come back as a woman, you can come back as a man, you can come back black, black, you can come back white, Indian, whatever the energy you need in your vessel, Hashem will give you. If anyone would like to ask any questions, please do so on SMS 34519. One question that did come through was, um, how do your children feel? Do, do you allow them to grieve for their father or do you keep talking about looking for the light instead? Well, my children have had their own experiences, like my husband that crossed over in energy came in her as in a dream to wish her happy birthday. She comes to me and says that. The thing is, with all the signs and connections, like I solved the riddle, Hashem helped me to solve my riddle. They are not there. They have a different riddle to solve, and that is fine. I was very overpowering because I'm excited about this light and I want to share it with the world. Can, everything needs that. to, I can you know. Light. <laughs> yes. So, you know, they said, mom, stop with the signs. It's enough now because I see the signs in Narnia, the movie Narnia. It's beautiful with Aslan. You know, I can't, you know, I can just tell you the signs that are connecting with me. You know, for different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. So whatever talks to you, Work with that, not with talk, some, something that talks to somebody else and that some that person will tell you what talks to them. It, it's not right. You have to live your own life. You know that gut feeling we all possess, but what we've forgotten about. Answer to that. You hear a lot of successful people, Warren Buffett, or you know that was my, that is my husband's um, uh, role model. They were bullied as a child or they had some kind of adversity or were told, no, 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 it's not going to work, no, whatever. That is their fear. They put their fear on you. You have that spark. You work with that spark. You can't work with somebody else's spark if your heart is not in it. That's why these successful people, a lot of them have been bullied and slapped around. You know, I mean, if you have a, you know, the concept with a bull going for red, red. Right? Absolutely. So spell the other way around is dare. Dare. You know, do it. Dare to do. We'll get back to that shortly. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Only on 101.9 High FM. 
Hello, I'm back with Sandra Gordon and our time is going very quickly and we'll be talking about eternal love, the love that lives on and we can tap into at any time. And we were talking about her book, Spiritual and Physical Weather and her latest edition. And if you would like to contact Sandra, you may do so to find out about her book. Just give us your phone number, please, Sandra. Can they phone you? Yes, anytime. It's 072. Yeah. 1417120. So it's 0721417120. Yes. And if you'd like to find out more about this book, please contact Sandra because I know we're going to be running out of time soon. But you know, talking about the book, one of the uh, one of the things that you wrote in your book, which I found quite interesting, because we are inclined to hang on to people who no longer serve us, and we don't serve them. And it was, you say, um, um, step out of all. Well, first of all, who to keep in your address book? And I liked that because it got me thinking, and I thought to myself, you know, who am I holding on to? who actually I don't serve and they don't serve me. And if anything, we are holding each other back, you know. And so we do need to go through our address book and every now and again see, you know, do we need to keep these people in, not to hurt them by cutting them out, but perhaps just to remove ourselves slightly. Is that what you meant? That is what I meant, but we are here to help others to see their lights slow, slowly but surely. You know, the clouds that some people are thicker clouds than other clouds. And we, you know, we have a job to do here. You know, it's not about ourselves. It's more what we can do for the other. Like with President Kennedy, it's not what the country can do for you. It's what you can do for the country. In, in obviously in the bigger sense, um, I just wanted to come back to that bully aspect because that is that is a very serious topic in the way that, you know, when it's a force, you know, the sayings like a bull in a china shop. Now, the bull is the bully, as I said, the lie that they're spreading about that person because they sense that light as a balance that is okay for strength, but sometimes that the one being bullied actually commits suicide over it. Mm-hmm. So what's been told to me is then in the next life, the bully will be the beggar. You understand? Humility. Some people don't even recognize the beggar. Because if you're just handing up your hand out like that, you know, to receive, it's not like that. You're giving in the way of showing others to be humble and wanting to give. Oh, I gave five rand to that beggar. I feel so good. I actually gave. So they have that job as well. You see, everything is a yin-yin situation. So a force, if a person commits suicide over being bullied, then that person is actually in the next life will find the light. This vessel will be filled with light, more light. And the bully is actually going to go down to that beggar kind of lowest to the ground kind of energy. Whatever, it's a boomerang effect. That is basically what it is. It really it is. It's not necessary. And I'm getting messages to say I've got to wrap up. But I would like to thank Bussy and Craig for keeping us on air. Thank and you. to thank you so much, Sandra, for being with me. There's still so much more to talk about, but the time does go so quickly. <laughs> but what I would like to end by just saying that I wish everyone a sense of peace and wholeness and 
reaching towards your greatest potential, your greatest potential. That's what we are all here to do. Yes. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes we are in the dark. Sometimes we want to pull the duvet over our head and stay there. And it takes great courage to take the duvet off and step into the light and into what life is asking of us. We are going to end with a song, which is actually particularly nice. It's by Mallory Hope, funny enough, the name Hope. <laughs> Everything and is excellent. Love Lives On. How would you like to end, Sandra? Well, I just wanted to finish the story that my dad came with to, to South Africa. And he was exactly a year here. And uh, the day that we were going to go back to Holland, uh, because of Corona, we couldn't go all the time. Um, you know, he, the time that we were supposed to go, we couldn't because of the borders being closed. And um, when he was here, on that day when we were going to leave, a butterfly came on the patio when we were sitting on the patio. It was on Shabbat. And um, it was flying around my dad, beautiful orange butterfly, and came to me. It sat on my hand for like five minutes, and I could see that little tongue going in and out, rolling in and out. And then it flew onto my other son's knee, and we were just admiring this beautiful butterfly. And I know the connection is my mom. My mom loves butterfly, not in the past, but in the present, loves butterflies. And the butterfly went, and uh, my sister and my daughter joined like 10 minutes later, sat down at the table. The butterfly came back, sat on her knee. And we were just admiring this beautiful energy. That's, that, that is my mom's energy connecting. And as when birds, um, dragonflies, um, signboards, songs, beautiful. you know, it is all connected. They talk to us. When is it like, could it be? Then it is. <laughs> okay. Let's open our ears to that. Thank, and our eyes. Thank you so much, Sandra. And thank you, Craig. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Really. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me the voice and giving all of you a voice.